Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons with me, Simon Mundy, in which we revisit a nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. I talk about flow a lot on this podcast and it is a subject that I'm exploring deeply in my upcoming book and the implications of flow are particularly profound but as well it's just an intrinsically enjoyable experience where we feel and perform at our best. Now success isn't always synonymous with happiness but flow is and that begs the question how to get into flow. Stephen Kotler's from the Flow Research Collective. He's been studying this subject for decades and he's here with his recipe, his four-stage cycle to get into flow. There are nine known causes of aging. At the heart of what do the all nine have in common? Inflammation and stress. As we move into flow, one of the things that happens is, is it pushes stress hormones out of our system, it reactivates the parasympathetic system and it sets, resets the nervous system to zero. We know flow is a massive boost in performance, which increases productivity. And on average, the executives reported being 500% more productive. What it basically means is if you spend Monday in a flow state, you can take Tuesday through Friday off and get as much done as everybody else. Flow is not binary. It's not on or off. It's a four-stage cycle, actually. Right. And uh it starts in a struggle phase. This is sort of a loading phase. You're filling the brain with information. And it's actually it's called struggle because it's frustration is built into this process. Uh, this, is, this is really beneficial for people to sort of understand. Your emotions from a peak performance perspective don't always mean what you think they mean. And one of the things is that for most people, frustration is a sign that they're doing something wrong. And in this work, it's actually a sign that you're doing something right. The more frustrated, the more, the harder you're working to try to like onboard new skills, the better off you are. It's followed by a uh, release phase where you literally 
uh, in the struggle phase, it's all conscious attention. You're just thinking about how do I do this? How do I learn this? Right. In release, you just take your mind off the problem. And it's, this is low grade physical activity that usually works best along sort of walk in nature. Or I'll give you an example from the ski hill. I was in struggle phase all morning, trying to learn tricks. During the release phase, I, I, I'm like, okay, let's get the hell out of the terrain park. Let's just go explore a part of the mountain that we've never seen before. Maybe the skiing isn't super, super aggressive, but we'll get some novelty. We'll get a new environment. Um, and it'll just a little bit of low-grade physical ex- exercises and novelty to take my mind off the problem. That's followed by a flow state itself. Um, and then on the back end of flow, flow is neurobiologically expensive to produce. It's a bit high-energy state. So there's a recovery period on the back end. And this can also be a little bit of a low because you've got these big five uh, kind of reward chemicals that dumped it, get dumped into our system and flow and they fade out and they take a little while to replenish. And, and in recovery, you, you need an active recovery protocol kind of to kind of rebuild yourself up. Deep delta wave sleep is really important, especially for lifelong learning because we can't really move information for short-term holding into long-term storage without it. Uh, so the recovery phase is on the back end. More importantly, I think to kind of the work we did on the mountain uh, and, and the work that we did in peak performance aging is the, the other half of this equation. I've just given you a map of the experience. The other thing you need to know is that flow states have what we call triggers or preconditions that lead to more flow. And there are 26 that have been discovered. There's probably way more of them, but that's where the field is at today. And the only thing to to know about all 26 is what do they have in common? We started this discussion saying flow follows focus. It only shows up when all our retention is in the right here, right now in the task at hand. That's what the triggers do. They drive attention into the present moment. The most important of flows triggers. It's what's known as the challenge skills balance. If you happen to speak physiology, this is the Yerkes-Dobson curve. But the idea is that we pay the most attention to the task at hand and flow follows focus. So you want to maximize attention on the task at hand when the challenge of that task slightly exceeds our skill set. So you want to stretch, but not snap. So for most people, it's about a 5% difference right? That's not hard science. That's more of a metaphorical number, but usually we pay the most attention to the task at hand. The challenge is about 5% greater than our skills. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Life Lessons podcast with me, Simon Mundy. Please do check out loads of the other life lessons on my YouTube page. The link is in the bio. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.